What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's the place you want to be because it's episode 20... <laughs> 53 of the priest <laughs> you know i'm gonna go ahead and let that one slide mr trav because you know what we're we're a little rusty we've been gone for a little bit because you know we've been busy we've been hard at work in the workshop uh working on well well what was it why don't you go ahead and put I believe that's the Switch It Up cast, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, It's going to be our new program that we're going to be putting on later this week for all y'all to hear. It's all about the Nintendo Switch. And because of that, ladies and gentlemen, we want to run you through a little bit of the gimmicky, awesome history that is Nintendo Entertainment Corporation. Yeah, they've been with us for uh, quite some time, in one way or another, through a myriad of systems. And we thought we'd kind of just revisit each one, because, you know, the Switch kind of holds such a special place in our hearts. It's important to remember where you came from. It is, man. It really, really is. Because they always say that, you know, history repeats itself, and hopefully it does with the Nintendo Switch, because there were some great, great years in there. Oh, I mean, some of the some of the best, like, memories I have of, like, any... Any video games are definitely from Nintendo, especially the Nintendo 64. But we'll we'll, we'll get into that. We'll definitely we'll get into that. We'll, we'll get into the nitty gritty at that segment. Exactly, exactly. Because, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. That's right. It's the time we give you to booter your pooters. Head on over to trailers.apple.com from there. We're going to take a look at the movie in the most popular new section that we know nothing about. And today, ladies and gentlemen, it's a little picture called unacknowledged yes sir and i of course keeping with tradition i know absolutely nothing about this one have you have any prior any prior insights that you'd like to share absolutely not um from the poster it looks like it could be aliens just because of these lights you know (laughs) isn't it weird we see like that like weird like bluish neon we're like that's aliens I see a light in the sky, and I'm like, oh, obvi, spaceship coming in hot. You know what? It looks like the same type of blue that, like, the laser is from Independence Day, um, or the poster for the more recent The Void. Oh, that's right. It does. Uh, the Void was a trip of a movie. I'm, re- I'm, I'm Did you see that? Not yet, man. I'm really excited. I think I'm going to have a little bit of time. I might have some time to check it out this week. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get in the habit of, like, watching, like, see, the problem is, comes down to, do I watch a movie tonight? Or do I play Zelda? And, and it's definitely I'm, going to Zelda for you. It's definitely going to Zelda for me, man. Because you know what? That's I can't. I can't even go down that road. Let's go ahead and take a look at this movie. Would you be so kind as to count me down? All right, bro. Here we go. Uh, we're going to go in three, two, one. Just preach play. How do you keep something secret? I mean, you hide it in plain sight. <laughs> July 8, 1947. The flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. If you look at the document sent to uh, the documentary, the so-called Flying Saucers had been It looks like it's a very well-done documentary about Flying Saucers. number one document viewed on the FBI website. There I hope we see Tom DeLonge. visitation, and people have been attempting to conceal this knowledge. We actually did recoveries of bodies that were involved with some of these crashes. I said, well, are you going to tell the public about it? And he says, no, we don't tell the public about this. There began to be this bifurcation 
the, the separation between legitimate national security and military operations and the deep black I keep thinking that's the that guy from knowledge. Robocop. And, and Blake Jack seems like it. People him. think that it's just the Dick. UFO issue. They're Dick Jones. mistaken. This is one of the ultimate secrets that needs to be exposed. If there was a project that was illegal, the president doesn't know it's occurring, who's going to stop this from happening? The moon of Mars. There's a very unusual structure. When people find out about <laughs> that, they're going to say, who put that there? These what? deeper black programs have the technology to hoax an alien invasion. They could do it, and they could do it in a way that's 100% believable. It's very easy to set up a false flag operation, concoct all kinds of false information. They have people embedded in all the major media to change and affect stories. If you tell anyone about this project, this bullet has your name on it, and it will find oh. you. The strategy oh, was that first the Russians were the enemy, then terrorists would be identified, then third world country crazies. The last card is the alien card, and all of it is a lie. A lie. Unacknowledged. I don't know, man. Uh- it definitely so it starts off and like you know like okay we're we're presenting all these documents to you like this is this is this this one got covered up and you're like okay all right you never know this seems somewhat plausible and then all of a sudden they really go off the deep end at the end but on may 9th on itunes you can actually find out yourself are you going to be there sir are you going to be hitting that rent button i'm not but it looks fun i would definitely watch it if it if it came on somewhere i would I wouldn't hesitate to watch it. If it was on Netflix, I feel like I would watch this immediately. Oh, what it, the day it comes out, but because I have to pay some money for it, I'm not going to do that. No, no, because you know it's going to be a little bit. A it's lot, out a, there. It's, it's as out there as the flying saucers of the space bed they seek. I love it. I like that stuff, though. Like, I mean, I, like, I do too. Like, I love that dude who's like aliens <laughs> from that meme. Exactly. Like I, lo- I love. I used to love watching all those old History channels, like un unclassified USO. Like, what's going on? Roswell, the history of the valley. It's like all about the people that like trek out there every year and just sit and stare at the fence and they're like double wides and whatnot. I mean, this one at least looks like it looks like there's some production value behind it. It looks good. Like it looks like it well put well together. Loved. So you know what, man? I mean, I'm I might be in. I might be in if I you know. For it, I feel like you can spend five dollars worth worse ways. Lord <laughs> knows I have. If it if it's that much. But speaking of spending money, let's go ahead and talk about the movies that are coming out this week in coming attractions. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, coming attractions is our weekly segment where we like to talk about some of the films that are coming out to the theaters and let you know our thoughts on them whether we give them the thumbs up or the thumbs down and of course we always give two thumbs up to the wonderful sponsor of the preachcast adam tickets and if you're not aware of what adam tickets is it is a wonderful app that you can get on your mobile device to not only purchase your tickets not only choose your seats and invite your friends you can also order your concessions so by the time you actually arrive at the theater your popcorn will be served and hot and ready for you and if you're a new customer of Adam Tickets, you can actually use our promo code PREESHUS, P-R-E-E-S-H-U-S, and you will save $5 off your purchase. That could very well be a free popcorn or a free beverage. 
Um, but without any further ado, let's go ahead and talk about some of the movies coming out this week. This is a little bit of a light week today, and I think that's because there is one major release that we actually talked about on one of the um, earlier um, Just Preach plays, uh, and it was... Um, it's called the Circle, uh, and it's with Tom Hanks. So let me go ahead and yeah. yeah, let me go ahead and give you the small synopsis. A woman lands a dream job at a powerful tech company called the Circle, only to uncover a nefarious agenda that will affect the lives of her friends, her family, and that of humanity. Um, it actually we watched this, and it kind of reminded me of like uh, remember that movie? I didn't see the movie, but I read the book, The Wave, where it's like a cult. I have no that? idea about no. That. So basically, um, basically, Evan Watson goes to work at this uh, very fancy tech company, and like you know, everybody is super into the culture, and they all think it's the best, uh, and they're all they all think they're making the world a better place. But she finds out that that's really not the case. Um, it seems it seems super cool. Uh, I really would like to go see this, um, even though I do I am a fan of Mr. Tom Cruise over Tom Hanks. I feel like this may very well be like one of his stronger entries. What do you think, sir? We did watch this uh, on an earlier segment a couple weeks back. Are you in this week? I'm still in. I'm still in. It's been a few weeks. I've had time to digest. Uh, let this one gestate in me a little bit. It's uh, it still got me. Got me on that hook. I am uh, think I'm coming down with a little Stockholm Syndrome for <laughs> Mr. Tom Hanks, as I usually do. There you go, man. And believe it or not, that is the only wide release we have this week in coming attractions. A few other, um, you know, smaller releases, but nothing, nothing like on the big scale. They really kind of like let it all come out last week with uh, Beauty, with the, like the Boss Baby and Fast and the, Fast and the Furious. Um, but uh, this week, quiet one. So if you do go check out the circle, let us know over on Twitter. Uh, of course, if you're not following us, shame on you. You should be. We are at Preachcast. Let us know what you saw this week and what you thought of The Circle or anything else that you happen to have time to watch. Thank you. <laughs> that was beautiful. You know, I try. You know, I really try to put it together, sir. It's not It's not always easy. We're a little bit out of practice, but, you know, we do what we can here. That was beautiful. There's some great showmanship there. Thank you. Just like the showmanship I hope to deliver today as I am asked the questions on Trivial Pursuit. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's America's favorite game show, Travial Pursuit. That's where we go on over to AMC Super Movie Quiz, and that's the game you gotta Google, because the URL is crazy. And today, we're gonna see if we can trick the Trav, as our guy Glenn asks me the questions on AMC Super Movie Quiz number 32. Again, that's 32 because they screwed us a little bit. With the numbering system and their links. Yeah, you know what, though? We really can't complain because the AMC Super Movie Quiz has been a great, like, tool in, in our belt. Uh, I feel like the questions are good. It's, it's hard, but it's, sometimes it can be a little bit easy. It, the difficulty level is, is is decent, and the selection is good. And we're getting to the end of it. There's really only, like, four or five weeks left, and then we're going to have to find something else. And that's sad. I mourn for that day, sir. Oh my god, I don't know what we're gonna do. Huh. We still haven't done another website. No. <laughs> if you have any oh, game If you have any suggestions on uh, you know kind of which, what we should use to source our movie trivia, I would love your recommendations. So go ahead again. Reach out to us over on at Preachcast. Don't let the game die, ladies and gentlemen. No. Keep my ratings up. 
<laughs> yeah. Trivial Pursuit needs you. Man, Setrap needs to hold on to that lead in any way he can. And speaking of that lead, sir, would you mind giving us a score recap? That's right. Last time, our guy Glenn went. He currently sits with a score of 19. I'm happy with that. Or I sit with a score of 24. I'm less than happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stoked on it. I feel like well, it's obviously. Good. Some may obviously. call collusion. Uh, because I am the host, because it is my name on the show. Uh, it's just a brand, you know. It's really, it's really just something to get the hook there for everybody. It's a good gimmick, I think. It's a horrible promo. <laughs> I, I love it. You know, it's the gimmick you got to get. Is it now? <laughs> I think. I think. All right. So speaking of things you need to get points, because I am on my way to catching up for you. So, sir, I ask you: Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, sir. So in three, two, one, here we go. At the end of the teen drama, The Breakfast Club, after the students served detention, what did Claire, also known as the princess, give to John, also known as the criminal, an earring, money, a phone number, or a ride home? Phone number? You're saying phone number. I am almost positive that she gave him an earring. Right. Is it a earring? And it is, in fact, an earring. I'm sorry about that, sir. At the conclusion of the romantic comedy The Wedding Singer, who uh-huh. did wedding singer Robbie recruit on a plane to help him serenade Billy Julia? Idol. That is absolutely correct, sir. You should... You Billy Idol that way. That's right, man. You got to get Billy Idol. What was um, Emily's occupation in the charming romantic comedy Emily? Or Amelie, I should say. Uh, was she a market clerk, a nanny, a salon hairdresser, or a waitress? She's a market clerk. You're going with market clerk to get two points. And you are incorrect. She was a waitress. waitress. Was waitress. Mm. That's okay. Still time. In the dramatic comedy Juno, what did Juno leave in Paulie's mailbox as an apology after a fight? A cheeseburger phone, some lettuce, orange Tic Tacs, or a penny saver? Orange Tic Tacs. There's no way she gave up the cheeseburger phone, right? Orange Tic Tacs. Good job, sir. At the end... What is with this romantic comedy? At the end of Bridget Jones' Diaries, what did Mark Darcy buy for Bridget? Was it a cup of coffee, a new diary, flowers, or jewelry? Cup of coffee? You're going with a cup of coffee. And that is incorrect, sir. It was a new diary. What what was the setting for the film The Last King of Scotland? Was it Canada, England, Scotland, or Uganda? Uganda. You're going with Uganda. I am almost certain that you are correct, and in fact, you are. Congrats. How many malevolent Heather characters were there in the black comedy Heathers? Two, three, four, or five? Five. You're going with five Heathers in the black comedy The Heathers, and you are incorrect. It is three. A, A Book of the Dead and a Remote Tennessee Cabin were major elements of of which 1981 horror film? Evil Dead. Very good, sir. I'm not even going to bother reading the other choices, because come on now. Uh, in which of the following Monty Python films did Graham Chapman play the voice of God? And now for something completely different, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Monty Holy Python. Grail. You're going with Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Are you one of those Monty Python people? I, I, no. hate, I hate that franchise. Um, you are very correct, sir. Good job. Which film is most widely considered as the first Brat Pack comedy by John Hughes? St. Elmo's Fire, The Breakfast Club, 16 Candles, or Pretty in Pink? 16 Candles? You're going with 16 Candles. I am pretty sure it's The Breakfast Club, and it is, and I got one time for one more. What was the main pastime of the dude and Walter and the Coen brothers, the Big Lebowski? Now, you're welcome, because I could have ended it on that one, but I just lost you this one, and you're going, and come on, what did he like to do? Bowl? 
Good job. You got it. There it is. There it is. So there like, it is. I could have cheated you out of that. So I expect a little flexibility when it's my turn next week. Absolutely. I don't. I don't stiff you. <laughs> you don't. don't stiff you on the last question. You don't. Thank you. So how many did you walk away with there? Four or five? Six. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I should... That was a full-on six right there, my dude. That's a, well, congrats, man. You, you do good. And that, that was weird. It was like all romantic comedies. Rom-com week. <laughs> it was like, at the end of this, at the end of this. And I'm like, oh, my God. I don't know enough John Hughes. Yeah. Oh, well. I haven't, I haven't seen him enough. And I ever saw Amelie once. I have I have never seen it. So, you know, hey. You Beautiful gotta, little picture. Hey, you walk around. You walk a, away with six points. You got you to gotta feel happy. But not as I happy. Do. As as we you and I both feel with this new Nintendo Switch, dude. I'll tell you, I fought tooth and nail to get this Switch. I went to GameStop multiple non-consecutive days, then multiple consecutive days, just being like, "Hey, man, you get it yet? You told me that you'd have it in." And dudes at the at the counter would just be like, "No." Yeah, you said they were like they laughed at you at one point. The like, one time I, I they... got I got laughed at in Walmart when I went in, I said, "Do you guys have any Switches?" And the guy went, "Ha ha." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, is that a yeah? And he was like, we had some for about 10 minutes, like two days ago. And I was like, where was the call, bro? And he gave me this look like I, w- like I wasn't kidding. But I was I was very clearly kidding. And, he was, and, and I was like, it was a joke. And he was like, oh, yeah. I was like, sorry, not as funny as me attempting to get something. You know, at a store. <laughs> you know, yeah. that might be, Dude, they, I'm telling you, people are fighting tooth and nail for this system. But I got to I gotta ask you, was this the most excited you've ever been to get a Nintendo console? Um, No, couldn't be. Couldn't be. Most excited I ever was to get a Nintendo console was the N64. Absolutely correct, sir. I'm right there with you. What was like? What, what was such a big deal about that for you? It was the first time I had seen 3D graphics. Yeah, it's probably, I mean, yes. You know, aside from Beast Wars, this was the first time that 3D graphics were, like, available on a console. Like, true three-dimensional play. I think, I mean, mean, because you did have some of it in, like, um, you know, in Sega Saturn. Uh, and you had a little bit in PlayStation, but at the same time, those systems were like so expensive. It did, you know? it did. And, actually, and I didn't have those systems before PlayStation the was out. Yeah, they weren't they weren't in my wheelhouse. Saturn was. Yeah, that's because it was so much money. You know, like I, no, like I knew of the Sega Saturn, and I'd played it a little bit, like in a Toys R Us. Like I would love <laughs> to go to in the Toys R Us just yeah, to like man. stand at those mm-hmm. at those dome Kiosk, setups they would yes. have, right before you'd have to go and take like that little slip of paper to the counter to get your game <laughs> yeah that's how they kept that stuff <laughs> um you kind of I, I would stand way. there and i would play nights into dreams on on that console and that was a lot of fun but it didn't look that good like the n64 looked a lot better and i was able to really even though it was like very cubular <laughs> it, <laughs> cubular <laughs> totally cubular dude totally <laughs> cubular bro uh, hexagonal uh polygonal very polygonal you you're warming up there you go uh, yeah, uh, a polygonal. Is that it? <laughs> let's let's, start, let's quiet your head. So I, I thought, you know, the N64 looked great, and it was that Mario 64. I remember the first thing I did was I played with his face for like 20 minutes because yeah. the first game you get is Mario 64 with the N64 and Wave Race. Yeah, dude, and Wave, you just 
dig on that. Wave Race was, I mean, I mean, obviously Mario 64 is probably like one of the best, like I feel like one of the funnest games of all time. Um, I keep hoping that each time a system comes out that we're going to get like a, like a complete, I just want a complete sequel to that. And it looks like the new Mario game might be close, but like, I, I want them Odyssey, to like, which is Sonic Adventure. Yeah. Yeah. More, more or less, but I'm, 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 I'm excited. I love, I love that game, man. That, and when that system first came out, you're right. There was really nothing, um, that you've ever really seen like it. Everything just looked so, so good. Um, and it wasn't like, as the internet looks terrible. Um, almost you, you're absolutely correct. Correct. It's like laughable. Almost everything did not age well. However, I will say of the things that don't look horrible, um, would probably be, um, Super Mario 64 doesn't look like, un- it's not like unplayable when you play it. Cause I still no, have this, I still have the 64 hooked up now. Um, and Mario Kart still looks okay. Um, I, I haven't played, you know, I haven't played like Banjo Kazooie or anything like that recently. Um, but, uh, I, those two games I have played recently and they, they still look, they still look all right. Um, mm-hmm. but you're right. Like games, like, like I played GoldenEye like forever. And when <laughs> you fire, when you fire that game up now, it looks like garbage and i'm it's like hard. i don't know it's how. a lot like minecraft it, 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 it's not far off i mean it is but it's not it, it doesn't like the whole design of them they're very much just like straight boxes i wish i could have like go back in time and show myself like you know as a 10 year old like this is ps4 this is destiny <laughs> this is what destiny is going to look like i feel like you're a liar that's real but, that's but, the real you world know, if you could go back in time though and be like all right seth like one day you're going to play this game. It's called Destiny. It looks amazing. And then you're like, wow. And you're like, okay, ready? You're going to play it for four and a half hours. And afterwards, when you're done, you might not even get anything out of it. You might not even beat the game. <laughs> Why so, would I do that? <laughs> Why would I do that to myself? Do I hate myself? Yeah, yeah. What do I like, become as an older man? You'd be like, stay tuned. See you in 10 years. <laughs> See you in 10 years. When we're still playing Destiny, the 10-year game. <laughs> We are so about four to years enter, of this. About so to far. enter year four, but anyway, Nintendo and <laughs> sixty four, man. Yeah, dude, that was a great that was a great system. If you had to ask me, ah, see, it's gonna lose. Uh, I would say, if like you know, like Glenn, what's your favorite Nintendo system? Um, yeah, that would probably be it'd be an extremely close second. Um, but I really love like the rum, like the Rumble Pack was was. I mean, it's it's so weird because now that's like Huge. standard. That's like standard in everything. Because when it came out, like as kids, we thought it was cool, but I know that people are like adding oh. an extra ten pounds to your hand and like two two AAA batteries and two there AAA batteries on that weird design controller. But I love, dude, I love that controller. People talk about how they don't like the N sixty four controller. I honestly think it's one of the more comfortable ones. Um, because Thinking back on it, I lo- I can't remember a time when it felt bad, like it hurt or anything to use. I had a glove on it. I had a special like. <laughs> glove put on that controller what do you mean it was like it was like you know how like cars like steering wheels have gloves so you can put on them you're telling me you had a driving glove for your for your nintendo controller absolutely that's i mean 100 you know you know what though like like as ridiculous as that sounds like if you played mario party you got to those certain parts where you had to like take the control stick and like spin it around real fast like on your palm and it would just get destroyed so i guess if you have like a a leather driving glove then i (laughs) you could probably do it without on the actual controller it wasn't something i put on my own hand it sounds like no you did at one point put on a glove playing mario party because it hurt so bad 
Now, common sense would say maybe you should just stop playing. No, <laughs> you can't do that. But there's after hour seven. But there's no way. Um, another thing I really liked with the N64 was uh, the Game Shark. It was like one of the first systems that, well, you know, you, you had you had Game Genie before that, but Game Shark was nuts, especially with Goldeneye. Cause like I would play Goldeneye all the time. Um, and with the with the Game Shark, you would go online, like wait the five minutes to get connected, <laughs> and then you could print out like all the codes, and it was like yeah. lines and lines and lines and lines of codes that you had to type in. Uh, and for the most part, it was just binary. Um, that, yeah, I, I, I think it was more complicated. It wasn't real binary, but it was it was just like numbers. Um, I don't know if it was hex or like whatever. Um, but uh, you would just put it in, and it was like twenty three lines of codes, and you had to make sure you got them right. But you can do some really cool stuff with it in in Goldeneye. Like you could unlock all the like all the other like levels that they never finished for the game, and like like play them like it was it was nuts how much you could get away with in that it can add all types of extra characters i got to um like add the original james bond so i could like play as sean connery um like <laughs> like it was it was stuff that i thought was awesome as a kid and all the fact that you're just like 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 breaking the game with this device i just thought was super cool that's a weird thing you know i never thought about the game shark that way but that's exactly what it was you were just you were just breaking the game yeah, more or less. Like, and there's like uh, on that first level in uh, Goldeneye, uh, it takes place on a big uh, dam. Uh, in the if you watch the movie Goldeneye, it's what Pierce Brosnan jumps off of. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, if you're playing the game, you can see like this weird island, like off in the like off in the distance. And if you use the Game Shark, you had you could like you put in the spe- special code and you tag it to that little button that was on the side of it. And when you press that button, it would enact that line of code that you put in, and it would essentially let you just like clip. And you could just like walk all the way across the water to this like other island, and it was so it was it was just really cool. It was stuff that you like. Was there anything out there? I mean, you could walk around. There were doors and stuff that you could open up, but it, like it was like you know probably something that they just put in. They're like, well, no one's ever going to get over there, so they just left it there. Um, you know, it's like all this. It's weird because in a way, it's like all the same stuff that we like used to do and currently do in Destiny now, where we like. You know, through I guess just persistence and straight boredom, people find like all these find little glitches in these yeah. games. Yep, and then we use it like the like we used to when we used to do the one raid in Destiny with um with Crota. We used to like unplug the Ethernet cable like out of the back of your PlayStation to like get them to freeze. <laughs> Like and we and we did it for a, a while, which is just that for months, we, which is just crazy. Um, but I mean, yeah, because the, there really is no um, like for PlayStation or anything like that. There really is no modern equivalent of Game Shark. There is no Game Genie anymore. There is no Game Shark. Uh, I feel like the at, mo- at best, what you do is you download some sort of a USB file and like and and run a script. I know. Yeah, we do have those. Or something like that. Well, we do have a couple friends that have like the modded controllers, and like I mean, you are like you running uh, like like a small program on that because they have like you know the super the super fast trigger and like the yeah like <laughs> so I mean I guess but Anything not, not get ahead, man not at the same level. Hey man, you know you gotta <laughs> you gotta get those du- you gotta go for the W. You gotta go time. for the dub. <laughs> um, oh my god! Did you have um? Did you have the uh? the heck is it called what was it called for regular nintendo like back in the day game, game genie? genie yeah do you have one of those oh god yeah i had the game genie for the game boy and i still do the game genie for the game boy i never had that one it's huge it adds another like five inches to the top of your game boy 
and there's a little tiny, tiny booklet in the back of it that you're able to, like, again, type in codes. And I still have the tiny little booklet because there was, like, a, a, a holder for it in the back of the Game Genie to actually store your book with, like, a little, <laughs> like, door clasp thing. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's so crazy. And it just had, like, at the time, all the games that had come out for the Game Boy. And it's just, like, here's how you add, like... A hundred lives or infinite lives to Mario World or Mario Land, and then Super Mario Land Two, with the introduction of Wario. There are all these codes like that you could just get all those coins and immediately unlock Wario or something. That's just, that's wild. That's wild, man. Like it's so cray. It's so cray. I had to use it. I legitimately had to use it for. I want to say one of the Ninja Turtles games on the Game Boy. Like I mean, the and like everything for the Game Boy was was gi- everything was giant. Like one, the Game Boy itself was was pretty uh, pretty big. Obviously. The original one was huge, but like all the accessories, like tiny tiny green screen. Yeah, but you know what? Like you never really like you never complained when you were a kid. Well, I didn't have there was to because I had that magnifying glass, which was also straight was, up giant. It was huge. It was and, a magnifying glass that was like a hat for the thing. You put it on. If you were one of the craziest people in the world, like my cousin, he had the entire setup for it. Like these side speakers to give you like surround sound on the thing. He had the thing that made it like joystick controllers that you clip onto the bottom. There might have been an extra battery pack that you could have got for the thing to like extend the battery life of it. Dude, that thing needed as many batteries as the Game Boy needed. Yeah. It was, it was obscene. (laughs) <laughs> it was so crazy because it, it it added all these extra like weird bells and whistles to the thing to make it like a tank, and I think the whole thing is bigger than the entire switch. Um, it needed more power than it too, you know? It, it, yeah, it was. And look at what it was able to produce. I never had. Um, I did have the the light. I you needed the light because I, you couldn't see anything in your car. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Unless but you were the, one of those kids that had to play their games by like the headlights or the street lamps going by at night. I know, I know, you're getting that from that gift that was posted the other day. Ah, <laughs> it applies. I'll, I'll bust you every time on that. Um, but I did have the, I did have the light, and I had the magnify, which were like like one and the same. I never had the printer. People had like the printer that you the would Game like Boy plug printer. into. My cousin um, had that as well. Of course, of course he did. He probably had a Technodrome. This guy sounds spoiled. Oh my god, I think he might have. Oh, dude, as a as a as a as a, a straight up man, I want the Technodrome. Don't you? <laughs> yeah, thing was huge. It looked amazing. I feel like anybody who had the Technodrome, like they're probably gonna go on to do great things in life. And <laughs> you know, um, did you? Let's see. And I know you had one. Probably the only like thing I I did have um else for the Game Boy was the link cable. You needed a link cable. How else were you going to train Pokemon? That's exactly what it was, man. I feel like the link cable was like a good icebreaker. Like now where everybody is like straight up not trying not to talk to each other at like every moment of the whole day. <laughs> like if you imagine if you were just walking around with like a link cable, you'd be like, oh, I got, I play Pokemon. And you just, oh, like, just like take it out and then you could trade. Um, you know, it's interesting you say that because Pokemon Go brought together a lot of people. You know, initially, it, you know, it really did. And the cool thing was like any anybody could play that. It costs zero. Yeah. It costs zero dollars. I um, heard about a ton of relationships that started up because of Pokemon Go, which is a little creepy. It is, but you know what? Like, I mean, you, know, you just meet some stranger in the middle of a field somewhere, and you're like, Pokemon, Pokemon. 
I guess and then you man. go off about Pokemon. But what's what's weirder? What's weirder though? Like you know, you meet somebody, you somebody randomly, or yeah, exactly, or you meet them at a place like you know, like that. Um, like, hey, madam, I see you're <laughs> getting intoxicated too. Like so, at least at least with Pokemon Go, you know, you're out, you're just out in the world, like exercising. It, does, it feels more wholesome to meet someone that way. To be honest, like to be like, well, hello, I see you're also on an adventure. Would you like to catch them all together? You know what though, like that that happened. Like that, that like it's you, happened. You've done. That, I, I read sure. all about it all over the place. People catch, you know, catching love. <laughs> if it turns out, I hear they're adding raids to Pokemon Go, so you're gonna have to like team up with people if they're you go to add, certain locations. They're gonna add raids to Pokemon Go. Yeah, yeah, where they set set off like a timer, and you have to go to a certain location in the world. I guess. Yeah. Um, speaking, I guess there, in a way, there was an add-on for that because right around that time, like battery packs got super popular. Yeah, like for the phone and everything like that. Like mm-hmm. a lot of places were selling out of them because everybody was ending up using them to play Pokemon Go. You would walk, you would walk around with multiple battery packs just so you could keep playing Pokemon Go. That's why I mean, I've, you have to have it up and running while you're walking. Otherwise, it doesn't count your steps. And I'll be damned if I have to walk and not get an egg to hatch not only like dude like i'm not that, gonna walk under my own volition for that, what my weight calling me fat come on now that's why i try to play a game that's why we bought one we, that's the first reason we bought one of the battery packs because because it was dying during pokemon go uh, i and, hate cases and i hate battery packs but that was the first time i ever thought about getting a battery pack case because i was like i'm needing to play pokemon go i can't have this happen (laughs) you're like i need to have this going all day long how else am i (laughs) yeah and then i was like i'm this is too much now i want to buy a case and a battery pack i'm out i am all out you're like i couldn't do it anymore no i love i I really like that game though uh it's cool to see that they're starting to do more um more like mobile games you you got into the super mario run too didn't you i did in fact mario run uh the first true nintendo uh third party i guess uh licensed game or i guess it's first party but it's the first time they're releasing a game themselves on a third party system there you go um being mobile uh i don't think it's on android yet i I think it's super um if it is i think it's super new i think it's recently within like the last month or so or maybe maybe two months yeah mario run now um it's it's a simple tap game you know where you just See how far you can get. Keep catching coins, jump on things, move around a little bit, jiggle as you would. Uh, do your Mario stuff. You yep. know, collect toads, build up a little community. You can you can microtransact if you want, but I'm really not sure what for. Uh, rally tickets, I think, is the deal. It's decent. It's a time killer, something like that. But honestly, I'm spending more time in, say, Hearthstone, um, more time in a Dragon Ball Z Dokkan battle. Uh, Marvel Puzzle Quest. You know I love my bejeweled types. I know you do. I'm trying to kill my time. The WWE Slam Champions or whatever, Champions thing. Played that for a good two months. This Dragon Ball Z game is still eating up my life. But mobile is really how I like to game anymore because I have to be doing like a lot of things at once. And that's sort of why the Switch is so incredible. Um, it was just it was just perfect, and that's why I wanted it so badly because I was like, I want a good, long, true game experience, but I want to be able to have that while I'm also, you know, having something playing in the background that I need to catch up on TV wise because there's just so much going on that I don't have the time for all of it. I, I mean, and music, you know, conversations with people. 
when you when you tell me that you don't have enough time for TV, like you like I envy I envy the time that 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 my man has is you you watch it all like somehow no matter what it is like like you are my man is in the know like you 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 make very effective use of your time. You um, have to. And There's very few shows that I break entirely for anymore. Right now, The Leftovers is one of them. The third final season on HBO. Check it out. The, the switch is probably aiding you in your cause because that's really one of the main reasons like I wanted one too. One because I feel like I feel like like all the stuff Nintendo does is great uh, and all their games are awesome. And we watched uh, when we watched the reveal trailer of the Switch and they showed you all the games. It was like I'm like wow, like this looks this is great. And the fact that you can just pick the Switch up and kind of just go play it for a little bit and then put it you know just put it down and be done. Um, I, I, I think I think that's great because sometimes like the whole thing. I love the PS4. I don't mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. Like the game, like the game, because we pretty much just play Destiny on it. It's the Destiny um, machine. But you know, I played like other games on there too. I played The Walking Dead and stuff. Um, I played I played other games. Um, like I like it, it's awesome. But when I play the PS4, for the most part, I have to like you know I have to go downstairs to like um to like where my where my TV is. I can do the remote play, but it's not perfect. It's a little laggy and you can't do the group chat on remote play, so that's a little bit of a pain. So like, you know, if it's if it's getting close, you know, to, you know, when it's time to turn in for the night, it's like, ah, oh, like I could go downstairs and play for like 30 minutes or 30 40 minutes, but like by then the time I get everything set up, then I'm then awake and I'm not going to want to stop. So but at least with like you know, and, and we're playing we're playing Zelda, which is for the most part like a game that you have to be pretty tuned in to play. You have to be paying attention. It's like a thinking man's game. But the new Zelda is a little bit of, new Zelda is a little bit blend of both. You know, it's like an open world, and then you do have those super intense parts, which is perfect because I can just take the switch, I can just hop in the bed, I can play it as soon as I get to start and to get you tired. Around to Zelda, I can be like I'm done for about an hour. You call it an evening. Exactly. You have an incredible time over various seasonal landscapes and that dude that that's that, that's all that's all i'm looking for and it's somebody riding who's, a horse as a timeless hero it's <laughs> someone who has less and less time to be able to play those games it's awesome that i still get to have like that experience on like a smaller on like a smaller level like i'm definitely gonna fit like play this entire game it's gonna take me a little bit longer but at the same time i'll get it done you know, I'll, I'll be able to play it through more so than if it was on any other system, just because of the way in which you can play that thing. I, I think I, I think the Switch is great. I'm super excited that we're going to have a, a show dedicated to it because there's there's so much going on with it, and it's so unique um, that I, I feel like it's important that we talk about it. Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's an incredible, incredible little system, and it looks like there's a lot available to it. Uh, obviously, we're going to get more into that. Uh, moving forward on our Switch show, the Switch It Up podcast. Switch it up, cast. I believe is the title that we're going to be going with. Yes. Um, yeah, we're going to be having that coming out. Um, you're probably we're probably going to do like a rough recording of it this week. You think? I believe so. We're going to do a nice, nice recording for everybody. Probably have that out in the next few days for you. Um, you know, get it to you as soon as we can because obviously we got to keep playing it. We got to keep going through Zelda. We got to keep letting you know what's all good about everything Nintendo and Nintendo Switch. And we wanted to thank everybody, of course, for stopping by, hearing a couple of little things that we loved about Nintendo, some of the reasons Nintendo's gimmicks were great, uh, why the Switch is a great gimmick, and why we want you to check out the Switch It Up cast. But for now, everyone, this has been episode 53 of the Preach cast. And for all of us here, I'm Seth Trav, reminding you to always practice what you preach.